we had singing this at our lunch today at uh, at Eudora at Ross Van Ness. But I wanted to stay this morning and listen to Brother Josh to uh, hear what he uh, preached on. And he was a little fireball this morning. He was he was getting it. So, uh, but we're blessed to have Brother Josh as our pastor and preacher. Uh, we'll have to put my glasses on. We're gonna have several verses to, uh, that I go through tonight, but the the main ones are Genesis one one, and the next one's gonna be Hebrews thirteen eight, and then there's gonna be one out of Revelations one eight. Whenever I get to them, uh, we are uh, the first thing I want to talk about is I've lost my notes already. Uh, this this morning, Brother Josh was talking about the uh, a drawing a picture of Jesus in the Old Testament, and we know that the mystery that's in the Old Testament wasn't Jesus Christ, because all through the Old Testament, uh, whenever they talked about the the for that lamb that would come, he was that wasn't a surprise in the New Testament because of all the prophecy that was in the Old Testament of, about Jesus Christ. So the mystery that was in the Old Testament was the church that Jesus Christ started. And whenever he fulfilled that law by being that ultimate sacrifice, then the law was fulfilled uh, through Jesus Christ as our Savior. Uh, the things that, that, of course, the law was, uh, that, uh, was given to Israel as a nation was a schoolmaster. And that schoolmaster was something that they could never achieve in their lives. But when Jesus came on the scene, John the Baptist was a forerunner of Jesus. And when Jesus came on the scene, they both preached the same thing, uh, for the kingdom of uh, heaven is at hand. You know, repent, repentance, repent. So these the the Jews, the Pharisees that were supposed to be keeping the law that was so particular, and our lesson this morning was about that in our Sunday school classes, was they had had went so much overboard during their time that they had it so so stretched out that uh, even. Uh, the the people could not keep all these things and, and some things they did for themselves. In our lesson this morning, it was about uh, them how they how they were hoarded their money and it, they wouldn't take care of even their own relatives because they'd set that money aside for God. They was they was doing things that they weren't supposed to do. And Jesus knew these things whenever he did the parables that we studied this morning. Uh, the whenever they was whenever the prophecies was drawing a picture of Jesus in the Old Testament, it was talking about things to come. And when we go in Revelation, we'll talk about that. And the picture of the truth. And and when Brother Josh was preaching this morning, he preached on the way that Joseph, his life compared to Jesus Christ. And But we know that Joseph wasn't sinless and Jesus Christ was. So all those things that we've learned today in our Sunday school lessons and in, during church, then in the Old Testament, we, we draw those pictures into the New Testament of, of Jesus Christ. Uh, I'm going to talk tonight about a man that uh, wasn't perfect, but he, when he came on the scene uh, later on after Jesus died and was crucified, or was crucified and was resurrected, uh, when he came on the scene, I'm going to talk about his life, and then 
during that time, he, he wrote something in Romans. It comes out of Romans 7, 14 through 19, and we'll, we'll talk about that. But I want to introduce you to that man first. Uh, and whenever Brother Josh asked me last Sunday night to do, the, do this tonight, I think I passed out for a few minutes because I missed some of the things he was telling me, and then it, it, it was that much of a surprise to me for me to be up here. On Wednesday nights, you know, we have a small group. He said, we're going to carry 50 with us. I said, yeah, but there'll be 50 more there that night. So uh, I appreciate your, uh, you coming tonight, you being here. You, uh, I hope you get a blessing. We've already got a blessing out of our, our Bible study tonight in our classes. So... And, and there's something that he talked about this morning, too, that, that I was uh, thinking about, that us as Christians, this hedge that is built around us as Christians, uh, when, whenever you think about uh, the protection that God puts around us and that hedge that he puts around whenever we studied Job, I've been in, Miss Francis has taught me for 40 years in this, in this church, 40 years. I'm 63 years old. So every 10 years, and I told my class this morning about this, but every 10 years we went completely through the Bible, from Genesis to Revelations. So I should be a Bible scholar being under her for that many years. Um, and anybody else that's in this church that, that has went through those Sunday school lessons for those, for those 40 years, every 10 years going through it, we've been through it four times. So we should all be Bible scholars. So uh, that's something that you have to look forward to uh, or look uh, to for being in Sunday school in our church and the, the excellent writers that we have for our, for our Sunday school lessons and for our uh, study for the, the teachers and different things like that. I've got two versions here, and I've got to figure out which version was the one I wanted to do. Uh, I think it's this one here. Uh, Genesis uh, 1 and 1 says, In the beginning God created the heaven and the earth. And we know that Jesus was there because in the beginning God, that means three in one, the, whole, the God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. So Jesus was there. And this morning whenever uh, Brother Josh was preaching about how much God loved his son, and, you know, he gave him uh, for that supreme sacrifice, that plan has been, and if you believe that in creation, you know that everything from the time that creation was started, after the, when when God created this this earth, it's been a, a two thousand years of, of series. There's been two thousand years before the flood, two thousand years of the law, and two thousand years since Jesus Christ was. Uh, has died, and that's the church age. That's the age we're living in. And we know that seven is completeness. So that's 6,000 years. And that we know there's another 1,000 years following the church age, and, and that's going to be a 1,000-year reign of Christ here on earth. So where are we at as a church? Where When you studied Revelation, you studied about the churches and what they presented and, and how God looked at those churches. And you kind of wonder where promised land fits in, in those churches. But when we talk about the age that we live in now and the 
2,000 years in the, of, uh, before the flood and 2,000 years of the law and in 2,000 years since Jesus Christ was crucified. And we know that our church is right at the rapture, right at the rapture of the church. And then we, there'll be seven years of tri- tribulation during that time. Those seven years, there's going to be people born in that tribulation that will live over until that thousand years. So it blows my mind how many people are going to go against the, the uh, it's going to be a thousand year reign of Christ here on earth. Those people that go through that thousand years and still aren't saved. They don't turn their life over to Christ as their savior. And, but when you study, you study prophecy, just like Brother Josh said this morning, all those pictures that's in the Old Testament, uh, all those things that, that God shows us in the Old Testament, you bring them over in Revelation, and it teaches you Revelation. Uh, Brother Josh is not scared of Revelation. Miss Francis taught us Revelation year after year after year. So we have to study these things. So in the beginning, God created the heaven and earth. Hebrews 13.8, that's one of my favorite verses. It says, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday and today and forever. I'm so glad that there's something stable in this, in this world. And that would be our Savior that was crucified. And He's stable because He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And He was here in the beginning now. In Revelations 1 and 8 says, I am Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, saith the Lord, which is, which was, and which is to come, the Almighty. And we know that in that part that there was, that, uh, uh, Jesus had the keys to, to the, to the scrolls. He, he was, he was that lamb that they was looking for in heaven. Okay? And so I'm gonna start, uh, talking about this man that lived uh and in Romans he he talks about the problems that he had even in this life this man that lived here on earth he was the pharisee of pharisees he was brought up at the feet of Gamaliel and taught he was a lawyer he was also a tent maker and by now you know who I'm talking about but he was so set in the law this same law I was talking about a while ago that was a schoolmaster to Israel. And it was so set that they, they could not do all the things that was in the law. It, it was set up for failure for them if they tried to do that. But they, and they had to be forgiven for those sins. Even the nation had to be for, forgiven for the sins that they had. And he, he, uh, this, this man that I'm talking about, of course, is, is Saul in, uh, in, in before he was converted and Paul afterwards. Paul, he, uh, whenever he was converted, he told his story over and over and over in the Bible. He wrote books of the Bible and he would, he would tell his conversion in, in there when he was on his, on the road to Damascus, how he was struck down by this light. He knew who, the, he, he called him Lord. He'd seen Jesus Christ. And then after he was converted, he, he was taught by Jesus three and a half years in the desert before he, he started his mission trips. On these mission trips, he, he was shipwrecked. He was snake bit. He, he was, uh, stoned almost to death. Uh, they thought he was dead. He was drug out. He, he would dust his shoes off and, and go at it again. He was, uh, he, I mean, he was, he was on his way and, and he taught 
all these young people that would come with him on his missionaries trips. He had uh, friends everywhere. Even when he was in prison, he had people bring him things, and he would write these letters to the to these to these churches, and and he had them. He was he was indwelled in it. He even told the Romans he knew the God that all the gods that they had set up, uh, the sun gods and the wind gods and all that. He knew the unknown God. He knew the unknown God, and he presented to him in that way. He was not scared to talk to the. The littlest of people, he knew how to talk on their level. He knew how to talk on the all these uh, governments because he, he stood before Felix. He stood, stood before Festus. He stood before Agrippa. And all these people, he told them about how he was converted. He told them about Jesus Christ. He was not scared to present that. And when they went to these uh, different countries or, or city-states, he would, if it was uh, Jews that he was talking to, he would tell them about Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, because that was their heritage. That's something they knew. That's something they went back on. They could, they could follow their line, their lineage, all the way back to these people. So they was proud of that being Jews. But when he talked to Gentiles, he would talk about creation, and the creation, the the moon, the sun, and stars, everything that was around them. Then how did that happen? And he would he could talk to these people in a way uh, that he could convert them to be uh, Christians or convince them to be uh, Christians. One person that we have uh, his personal testimony in the in the Bible is is a uh, Agrippa, and Agrippa said, "You almost persuade me to to be a Christian. You almost persuaded me." And Paul was a powerful preacher. He was he was a powerful preacher. Now in Romans seven fourteen and through nineteen, I want to I want to read to you, and they'll probably put it up on the screen. What Paul said, and I believe uh, Paul wrote Romans because it's the wording in it is so powerful. You know that Paul wrote it. So and he said, for we know that the law is spiritual, but I am carnal, sold under sin. For that which I do, I lie not. For what I would, I, I do not. But what I hate, I do. If then I do that which I would not, I consent unto the law that it is good. Now then, it is no more that I that do it, but sin that dwelleth in me. For I know that in me, that is in my flesh, dwelleth no good thing. For to will the presence with me, but now to perform that which is good, I find not. For the good that I would, I do not. But the evil which I would not, that I do. Now what Paul is saying there, or the writer of Hebrews, if you want to go there, he's saying that even though he knows he's in, he sins, even though he, 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 in the, you're supposed to stop the sin in the thinking process. When you think about it, if you know it's not right, you're supposed to stop. But even Paul, as great a person as he was, and remember this morning when uh, Brother Josh was preaching, he, he preached about Jacob not being a perfect man, even though you couldn't find things in, in the Word that, that said he wasn't perfect. But we know he was human. And, and when he cared, compared him to Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ did perfect things because he was God in a body. Uh, he was tempted just like we are. But 
we're supposed to stop those things in the thought process. But even Paul, as great a guy as he was, there at the last he says, the things that which I would not. In other words, he don't want to do them. He does them. So here we are. We're human beings. We're, we're in that last part of that 6,000 years before the 1,000-year reign of Christ. We're sinners here on earth. But just like I read a while ago, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. In Hebrews, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, he's the same today, and he's the same forever. And in Revelations, I am Alpha, Omega, the beginning and the end, saith the Lord, which is and was, which is to come, the Almighty. Uh, John 3.16, I told uh, uh, Jeff a while ago that I should be able to quote that. Uh, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever uh, believeth him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Us, as Christians, even though we're like Paul, we have the surety that if we put our faith in Jesus Christ, that he's the saint yesterday, today, and forever. Uh, I appreciate y'all's time. Uh, Todd told me he had to be out here at 6.30 to go to the ball game. So I made that. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Brother Norm, you got anything to say? Okay. Brother Bobby, I'm going to ask you to pray tonight.